Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday sermon series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. Verse 19 of chapter 14 of the uh, letter of Acts. But Jews came from Antioch and Iconia, And having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged them out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went on with Barnabas to Derbe. When they had preached the gospel at the city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconia and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. And when they had appointed elders for them in, the, in, every, in every church with prayer and fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had belief. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning or this afternoon. We thank you, Lord God, that we are here today. That you have this place, Lord God, where we can worship you in spirit and in truth. And right now I acknowledge that I can do nothing without you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would fill my mouth with the words that you would want me to say. So, Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Be here with us this day. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. I want to give you a little bit of background um, on this journey. It's Paul's first missionary journey, along with his buddy, Barney. Barnabas. And it starts a chapter before. And this morning, as I was just updating my notes, I was looking at all the different things. And I actually used the maps in the back of my Bible. Do you guys ever use those? Do you guys have your Bible? We're going to check later. And, um, and I'm looking at it, right? And I take out a ruler because it has a little thing where it gives you like so many inches or, you know, so many miles. But it says this in the first part of chapter 13. And you don't have to turn there. I'll read it for you. It says, now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius and uh, Cyrene, Manal, and the lifelong friend of Herod, the, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were there worshiping the, Lord, worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and sent them out. So this first missionary journey, they say that took about one to two years. And as I took out my ruler and I start measuring things, I see that the first leg of this, um, of this missionary journey was about 300 miles. Now I love that, that, uh, you know, uh, that commercial where, um, they have like these cruises, that go like through all these really beautiful canals and it's like a smaller boat. It's like two decker and they have like gourmet dinners and all these beautiful things. And you see all these incredible places. And then they show like a shot of the, the cabin and it's just amazing. 
this was not it. Okay? This was probably a, a, a boat made out of wood. And, and, and then I started thinking, like, um, like, where did they go to the bathroom and stuff like that? Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I think like that. You know, I get these, like, 300 miles. If you've ever driven to San Francisco, that's about 380-something miles. That's in a car going about 100 Okay, maybe not a hundred. But think about that for a second. You're in a boat, 300 miles. It's going to take you months to get to your first leg of where you're going. There's no comfort. There's no, uh, there, there's no amenities. There's no Wi-Fi. I mean, you're in there and, and you're in there. It's not like, you know what? Yeah, you know, we need to go back. And so I started thinking about all this stuff. Remember, the word for today is going to be perseverance. I started looking at, you know, 300 miles. And then I did the, the other little piece. And then it's, it's another 200 miles. And then another. And, and it just started, you know, like this little circle. And then they were like going back and forth. And I totaled out to be like around 1,200 miles. By boat or by foot. And these weren't Nike Airs or, you know, something that was comfortable. These were not like Echoes that cost. I mean, those are good shoes. They were like sandals. Ministry is not comfortable. If you're looking for comfort, I mean, like, go play around the golf or something. Is that comfortable? I mean, it'll probably be like, ministry is not that. And I'm going to be real with you. Can I be real with you guys today? Can I be real? And so I started thinking about today's current events and all the things that are going on. And again, in my notes, there's this coronavirus. And I was just thinking about that because now all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, maybe we shouldn't go there or we shouldn't do this or we shouldn't do that. The stock market and how crazy it's been the last few weeks. And some of you who have a 401k or have stocks or mutual funds and all that, you're probably like, oh my gosh. And, and, and seriously, what's up with the toilet paper? <laughs> like, I get the water part, right? Like, I understand water. Like, we need water. But toilet paper? I mean, it's like everybody's running out of toilet paper. It's like Armageddon. And that's what I'm seeing here. And I'm, I'm drawing out of these scriptures that all these comforts, all these things, all these uncertainties, culture, all these different events had no play on what Paul needed to do as he went out. And we will continue to see perseverance continue, perseverance continue in the faith. And then it's like, why? Like, why would you put yourself through that? Why would you get on a boat that has no bathroom for 300 miles and then another 200 miles and then walking around all these different... Why would you do that to yourself? For the love of the gospel. 
Someone needs to give me a cue when I need to wrap it up because I will go for at least an hour. And so at Hope Central Watts, there are so many challenges that we need to persevere through. The gangs, the drugs, the poverty, the violence, malnutrition, fearless, uh, uh, fatherlessness, faithful, uh, faithlessness, apathy, idol worship, glorifying evil. There are all these challenges. And let me tell you something. It's so refreshing to think that this little church in Brea would come and hang out with us for weeks at a time and and Fridays at a time. And, and, And let me tell you something. For those of you that might have never been there or don't know what's going on, because of you being a part of this church, you guys are sowing into our ministry. And it's a huge blessing to me because it's those times that you guys show up. And, 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 and it says that, and I've heard it said that, uh, many hands make for a light load. And when you show up, 10 deep, 15 deep, and that just means 15 people, 10 people, for those of you that don't know slang. And when you show up, it's refreshing. Because that whole week that we've been toiling, that we've been going and that we've been doing, all of a sudden you come and you help us. And and, and you become part of what we're doing. The support that you guys send on a monthly basis. It helps us to pay the rent. It helps us to put gas in the van. It helps us to feed kids that are, did you hear that word that I read right now? Malnutrition. Sunny Southern California. One of the biggest economies in the world. Malnutrition. Because let me tell you something. Chili cheese Fritos, that's not dinner. It's not. But in some cases, these kids, that's all they find themselves eating. And yet, so many a times, they've come to church, they've come to an event, they come to Friday night, and they get a good meal. And that might be the only good meal that they get in a few days, if not a week. I would dare to say that. But perseverance. Perseverance. It's a noun. Pay attention. I like defining words because sometimes I think I know the word, but then I don't. Steadfastness in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. We have these challenges that we need to persevere through like Paul did. He was a man just like us. And let me tell you something. I went to Fresno the day after Christmas. Never go to Fresno the day after Christmas. Because they closed the 5 freeway. A three-hour drive became 12 hours. On the way there, but we were moving. But on the way back, we were not moving. And my daughter, Natalie, some of you know her. She was like, I can't do this anymore. She wanted to get off the car and run down the side of the freeway. Out of desperation. That's crazy, right? But if you think about Paul, he had to make up his mind 
that no matter what was to come, he was not going to turn back. He was going to persevere through all those difficulties and challenges. And so my first point today is we need to persevere through physical trials out of the love of the gospel. And we see the first thing here in verse 20, right? Where, uh, but when the disciples had got, gathered about him, he rose up and entered the city. And on the next day, he went with Barnabas to Derby. When they had preached the gospel to the city and had made many disciples, they returned to Lystra and Iconia and to Antioch. But what happened right before that? What happened right before that? The Jews had come, I mean, like, he had like a negative entourage, right? Like, he had all these protesters like Antifa or somebody, right? And they're, they're following them, and they come from Antioch, and they stir the crowd up. Did you, did you hear that? One chapter before, these men and women wanted to worship Barnabas and Paul. Because they had healed somebody who had been paralyzed his whole life. And now they're literally rocking them to death. They stone them. They drag them out of the city. They leave them for dead. But God, wherever you are in life, God puts you there. And God plan is to sustain you wherever you are. He will sustain you. He will see you through. And that's what we see here. We see that Paul brought them all the way there. But why? Why would you do that, Paul? Like, why would you allow yourself? I mean, you're an attorney. You're educated. You're well-known. You're a Pharisee of Pharisees. You get a job wherever you want to go. And he sets all of that aside. The gospel... Was Paul's heart. But also. It was the fuel. And, and, I, and, I, and I thought of this word this morning. Accelerant. It's kind of hard for me to say. Because I'm Mexican. So I'll try to say, I'll start to say something else. I'm serious. And, and, and so. This accelerant. It is what a fire uh, inspector. First wants to find. Where a fire starts. They want to find what was it that, that, that just fueled this fire. And the gospel is what fueled the fire in Paul to keep going and to keep doing what he needed to do. Despite comfort. And then I started to think about those things that the gospel meant. To me, personally. But then to the people that were reaching, that you are reaching, that Paul went out and reached. I don't know about you, but I'm a sinner saved by grace. And you know what's one of those things that I needed so bad in my life? Forgiveness. 
But that's one of the things that the gospel means. Forgiveness, redemption, freedom, justification, grace, the presence of the Holy Spirit, adoption, reconciliation, future resurrection, and the participation in a kingdom that will never end. That's what the gospel means. Think about all those people that before the gospel came to the Gentiles had no hope. And for generations they were thought that if they were not of a lineage of, 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 of a Jewish tribe. Sorry bro. <laughs> you know like sorry. You're not, you're not going to make it. That's how I lived. I, I lived with the, with the fear. I lived with the, with the anguish. I lived with the anxiety that I didn't know where I would go. Because no one ever shared the gospel with me. Nobody ever shared with me that there was forgiveness. That despite my sin and who I lived to be, that there was a God who was perfect. That if I only cried out to him, he would forgive me. And that everything that I had done in my life was paid for on the cross. That's why he endured everything he went through. Somebody was sharing with me that the other day, you know, like, hey, I saw something on Facebook. And then I'm like, you saw it on Facebook. Like, why don't you like reach out to me, bro? And, and some dude got in my face and threatened to hurt me physically because I was doing the right thing. And people are probably like, why? Like, why would you do that? Why would you go through that? There is someone, whether here or in another country, that needs to hear the gospel. That needs to hear that there is hope, that there is forgiveness, that there is a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. But do you know also that there is someone that still, that still needs to come in into the faith and then it's all over? Matthew 24. The disciples were like, hey, Jesus, so when is the end going to come? And he's all like, when everybody hears the gospel, then the end will come. Now, I don't know about you. This is all cool. I love my wife. I love my kids. I don't want to go anywhere. But I, I would rather be with Jesus right now. And I'm okay if it happens like before lunch. I'm good. It depends on what we're having for lunch. <laughs> But do you see, what if you were that person who lived in bondage? What if you were that person who heard it? And I know that's not proper English, but it's okay. What if you were the one who needed to hear that word from God that you are forgiven? That you have been reconciled to the Father? That all those things that you struggle with, God has forgiven you of. That's what Paul was doing. 
And that's why he persevered through all of that. But here's the thing. It has to be a conscious decision to never quit. It's important that we count the cost. Well, I didn't like what Pastor O said last week. I'm leaving. What? Let me tell you something. If you're looking for a perfect church, you're not going to find it. Because the day that you go into that church, it's not perfect anymore. Nobody's perfect. And we have to persevere in this community, which is called the church. And we have to get through things and talk through things and forgive each other of things. But we have to make that decision now that, you know what, I'm going to stick it out for the love of the gospel. Because someone needs to hear this truth. But can I tell you that this motivation, this decision cannot be based in any way, shape or form on human ability or convenience. It just can't. Excuse me. And it's crazy because let me tell you something. Culture, you can't just divorce yourself from your culture or the things that you've worked on so hard for so many times, for such a long time. I know that. But when you begin to study the scriptures and you begin to study what's coming and what's going to happen, you, you start to realize that the eternal is more important than the temporal. And everything in this world is temporal. Your job is temporal. Your 401k is temporal. You know, uh, your car is temporal. I mean, it loses like 30% once you drive it off the lot. What's that about? It's temporal. And Paul is worried about the eternal. And he's going back to all these places because he's concerned for the church. He loves the gospel. He wants to get the word out. But then he goes back to the same places where he got his world rocked to make sure that they're okay. And so we persevere despite those challenges, but then we also persevere by devoting ourselves to the local church. We have to make that decision. Paul was dedicated to making sure that the people in the local church were good. Let's go on to the, the, the next verse, which is verse 21. And they had preached the gospel to the city and made many disciples. They returned to Lystra, Iconia, and Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, exhorting them to continue in the faith. And saying, we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. So when they had appointed elders in every church and prayed with fasting, they commended them to the Lord in whom they had believed. If you notice that right in the middle, in verse, or the whole verse 22, it talks about exactly what they needed to do. And the word strengthening in the Greek talks about putting something on a solid foundation. 
They were worried and making sure that those men and women that had come to the Lord, that were being discipled, that they were on a strong foundation. That they were set up. That they were taken care of. That they would be immovable. And then exhorting was to encourage them. And then you see the word continue in the faith. Why would you need to be encouraged to continue in your faith? I don't know. The pressures of life. The things that are going on. I mean, there are so many things in our culture today that are just shouting for your attention. Make more money. Get a nicer car. Get married. So many things. Cover your face. Don't go outside. I mean, there are so many things. I mean, Netflix. I mean, like you could spend days in your house on Netflix. Food. The world of flesh and the devil, right? But Paul and Barnabas wanted to make sure that they were set Solid on the foundation of what? The word of God. The truth of God. Because we know that everything else will pass away, but the word of God will last forever. You see, Paul's commitment was to helping these congregations. To making sure that they were okay. And you're talking about like he was on, he was a blood and he was going into Crip neighborhood you know, you understand that? Like he was like like he was risking getting hurt to make sure that they were okay. Do they have like a little countdown? How much time do I have? I know, but how much time do I have? I forgot what time do I end, Tavis? <laughs> Sorry. Just go for it. Talk to Tavis afterwards. Cool. That's, that's plenty. Thank you guys for, for that. I appreciate it. Being in a place like Watts. When I went back to Watts eight years ago, and it'll be nine this September. When I went back to Watts to, to start a church... I remember that I counted the cost in the sense that I counted the cost on what I knew. But when you go into a new place, there are so many things that you don't count on. And, 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 and all of a sudden, you know, we're like, this comes up and that comes up and, 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 and all these violence and a lot of things to do with with kids and, and, and how kids are mistreated and, and abused and all these different things. Paul went and made sure that after these men and women had come to the Lord, that these churches had been planted, that they would be okay. Let me tell you something. Pastor Scott and Tavis, we've gone out to eat. But they asked me, how are you doing? 
How can I pray for you? What's going on? It's not like, let's just go eat. They want to make sure that, that I'm okay. That Steve's okay. They want to make sure that me and my wife are doing well. Because let me tell you something. If I know anything, I know that once you go out to do a work for God, the enemy takes the gloves off. And the enemy wants to come after you, your wife, your kids, your finances, your health, everything. But it's worth it. And so Paul is wanting to strengthen the souls of the disciples to make sure that they're doing well. This soul care, encouraging them, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Go deeper, press into God. And then he says, I should get a tattoo of this. We must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. And that word tribulation means great earthquake. Let me tell you something. When that great earthquake in your life comes, are you going to continue in your faith? Because there will be times in your life when there's this incredible shaking and you lose your job. Or maybe you you get kicked out of school or whatever that may be. Or you lose someone you absolutely love. Will you continue in the faith? And that's what Paul is making sure that happens. That no matter what falls on your plate, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep doing what God called you to do. Because the enemy is going to throw everything at you. The world of flesh and the devil. There's a lot of things that look so good on Instagram. But can I tell you something? Can I tell you? Listen up. They are. All those filters, I could look pretty good. (laughs) They're fake. And Paul's like, you know what? I count it all joy. He is going to go through so many things in these missionary journeys to make sure that they're okay. To make sure that they're set up. To make sure that they're on a solid foundation. And it says that in the matter of 10 years. And and, and again, you go back to to this map in the back. And you see how the first missionary journey is kind of like pretty pretty well the same. Then the second one opens up a little bit more. And then the third one opens up a lot. Which ends up in Rome. In 10 years, there was no ministry going on in any of these places. Pay attention. John Stott said that in a matter of 10 years, Paul had established a church in all of these places. In in, in all of the empire of Rome, Galatia, Macedonia, Achaia, Asia Minor, Asia. By AC 57. 
And they just went out and they just made sure that, that these people were taken care of. They were building people so that those people could build more people. Our beloved pastor, Pastor Chuck Smith, would put it this way. Healthy sheep beget healthy sheep. And that's what they did. And that's a great format for planning churches. So we persevere despite those, those physical challenges, difficulties. We persevere in this church community, but we also persevere with those that we love. Rejoice with those who rejoice. In verse 24, it says that after they had passed through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia. Now when they had preached the word in Perga, they went down to Atalia. And from there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them. And that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So they stayed there a long time with the disciples. So Barnabas and, or Paul and Barnabas did all this hiking, did all this sailing, did all this walking. And they bring back a report. They bring back a report that the work that God had sent them out to do, it's complete. But again, to think that they were able to bring the gospel to the people that had never heard the gospel. To the people that had no hope. And let me tell you something, Rooftop Church today. Let me tell you something. I want to give you a report. That as you help us in the mission that we're doing in Watts, we're reaching those people. We're reaching that blood, that gang member who has no hope. We're reaching that little kid that for the life that he's lived here on earth, he's been abused. He hasn't been taken care of. He hasn't been loved. And they are being loved now. They have a place where they can go to on a Friday night and they can be embraced and they can be loved without expecting nothing in return. That their bellies are full because of what our church together has done. That people can come in off the street on a Sunday morning and find hope and, and truth in the gospel. And let me tell you something. That's what Paul was doing. He was bringing back a report to those people that he loved and those people that had sent them out. And, and, and letting them know that God had done the things that they were called to do. And let me tell you something. Hope Central is doing those things that God called us to do. And I want to tell you something from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all of you. Because you are part of that. Because of the things that you have done the last few years. And God continues to move. And I'm looking forward to the other works that God is going to do. And so I'm going to wrap it up with this. 
That we must through many tribulations enter the kingdom of God. It's not going to come easy. And God is not calling us to any kind of comfort. And we know Paul was acquainted with this pain. And he went through so many things. But it was for the love of the gospel he persevered. Building up people that they might build other people. And this is my closing, and this is something that I read, and it really, it really blessed me. And so, Timothy Dwight, the late minister of eighth, and the eighth president of Yale, expressed the proper attitude about the church when he wrote, For her, my tears shall fall. For her, my prayers ascend. To her, my career and toils be given till toils and cares shall end. And I pray that today, Rooftop, Hope Central, the church here in our communities will live this out until one day we see our Lord face to face. Amen? Well, thank you. God bless you. I pray that this blesses you. We will see you guys soon in in Watts. We'll keep praying for the work that God is doing here. And I pray that through all the things that are going on in life, even in our culture and even in the situations with the economy and and with this disease that's going around and all that stuff, that we will persevere and that we will be found faithful in that very last day. Amen? God bless you. Thank you.